Happy Wednesday. Caught you taking a drink of coffee, Pepper. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that video, just that entry intro video just abruptly ends and it's it always me off guard. Good morning, Lisa from Connecticut. Oh my gosh. It's less than a month now. In case anybody wanted to know, I, I've got a countdown happening here. Less than a month till Lisa comes and exactly a month to the conference. Yay! <laughs> That's very exciting. I'm super excited about that. Um, we are we are down one this morning. Vince is not feeling so well. I had a message when I woke up this morning, a four four a.m. message <laughs> from a Vince who'd been up coughing for the majority of the night. So let's just release healing events right now be healed in the name of jesus Jesus. you will stop amen you will be whole so um so you've got pepper and i this morning (laughs) and i'm not going to waste any more time i'm just going to hand it over to you pepper and take us where it is you feel god wants us to go oh it's a lot to cover and we'll just touch it you know in this session, but, um, the Lord's been speaking to me about truth and him being the spirit of truth. And, you know, with it, us focusing on a jubilant soul, you, you can't get a jubilant soul without truth. And, you know, we live in a culture that is offended by truth and lies give us a sense of false peace and you know, a false contentment, you know, and, um, the Lord took me to Isaiah 30 and I almost don't know where to begin and where to end (laughs) with it because it's just so rich. And I was looking at it in the new living translation, but I don't know. Do you have your Isaiah, Angie? I I don't. I have mine. I just hadn't, uh, I have a Isaiah, but just not the passion Mm -hmm. translation. Okay. I'll just go ahead and start, um, you know, reading um, out of the New Living Translation. And it starts out talking about Judah's worthless treaty with Egypt. That's loaded right there, you know, and that's definitely coming in covenant with lies and bondage. (laughs) You know, and even when they got in the wilderness, you know, the truth of their freedom of their existence. They wanted to go back to the lies, to the bondage, to the enslavement. Yeah. My, my subtitle is condemnation of the Egyptian Alliance. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, these subtitles, sometimes I'm like, well, let's wow. pause there. <laughs> I know. Wow. Okay. I'll see if I can start. Um, I'll start about eight. The subtitle here is a warning for rebellious Judah. Hmm. And uh, it gets better. It's kind of violent (laughs) here and there. You know how God is, but it it gets better. It says, now go and write down these words, write them in a book. They will stand until the end of time as a witness that these people are stubborn rebels who refuse to pay attention to the Lord's instructions. Now, this is what really what gets me right here. Ten. And how we are so addicted to lies. They tell the seers, stop seeing visions. 
they tell the prophets, don't tell us what is right. Tell us nice things. Tell us lies. And in the King James, it says, prophesy smooth things to us, you know, you know, because smooth things go down easier. Sometimes lies get stuck right here. You know, I mean, truth, truth will get stuck. But we want those those things that go down easy. Uh, Tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Forget all this gloom. Get off your narrow path. Stop telling us about your Holy One of Israel. And, you know, isn't that the culture of the world? You see people now on news platforms and they'll just tell you, well, the Bible's no authority. That's that's what you happen to believe. We don't want to hear this God stuff. You know, I have my own truth. <laughs> wow. And, um, you know, um, and, and here's what I wrote down. You know, I said, um, a culture that exalts every kind of lie, uh, not just theological or religious lies, but fundamental truths have been deemed lies in exchange for a exclusively relative truth. Wow. And that's not a, a term I use, really, mm-hmm. relative truth. So I was like, okay, God, what is you know, I had an idea, but I was like, God, what is relative truth? And so I just pulled up a quick web definition. It says, relative truth is conditional, subjective, varying, and contradictory. So it's capable of changing over time. In contrast, absolute truth is consistent and eternal. Its meaning is universal and never changing. And I'd like to read some more of this, but I'm going to stop and, and let you jump in there, Angie. Oh, man, this is this is, uh, you know, actually what, what was popping up in my mind. Um, my father-in-law has CNAs that come in every day. And one of them had that um, a weight loss surgery, whatever they call that. Can't can't think mm-hmm. of it right now. But mm-hmm. um, she was telling me that now that she's down so many pounds that um, she's fighting against the, the old thought processes of the way that she would eat. And she Mm -hmm. said, it's, it's eye opening because she said, I caught myself sneaking food when I don't need to sneak food. She said, Mm -hmm. my husband will go to the bathroom or go to take a shower. And I know how long he's going to be away. And I instantly run in and I just start shoving stuff in my, my mouth. And Mm -hmm. so she went and actually saw someone about this and the way this is just fascinating to me. They, they call it slider food. So it's oh, all yeah. of these foods that just slide right down. They wow. do absolutely nothing for the body whatsoever, but wow. they give you this, this feeling of being complete or feeling of being full. And that's what it made me think of when you're talking about the, the um, relative truth that you, and the fact that it, it's conditional and varying mm-hmm. and um, that that's, that's messed up, you know, that we yeah. for something that's conditional and varying so yeah. it, it can change on a dime and so i think that that what i'm feeling like when god's bringing that to my attention is that like we need to be warned here we need to understand like take this as a warning be careful that your spiritual sustenance isn't slider foods that just go down so smooth and so easy and they give mm-hmm. you this feeling of fullness mm-hmm. and offering your body absolutely nothing in return mm-hmm. 
And that's interesting too, because that you would, you know, and, and of course uh, we're talking about religious lies, but we're also talking about just the, like I said, a culture that does not receive truth of any kind anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's been so subtle that, you know, I'm even in that mixed bag, you know, because they even reword things that in and of itself, it's no big deal. Right. But when you look, you know, that they reword something and then you can't even call it what it is anymore yeah. because that's offensive. And I was just thinking about just basic everyday lies, you know, like I, I'm no little person, you know, and sometimes if somebody trying to refer to me they might say oh that large lady the heavy set lady the big lady whatever well that's no big deal you know but because we have to be we have to be uh babied and coddled and everything you know so now when when you go to the large size section it doesn't say the fat section the obese section it's the plus size section the curvy section <laughs> and i like all those names i know what they yeah. mean but i mean it's just a really small insignificant example of how mm-hmm. we don't want truth on any level you know like well they're they're a social drinker they drink too much no you're a drunk <laughs> you're not a social drinker you know right uh you're not just uh bold you're rude or you know no you didn't have an affair you're a cheat an adulterer a fornicator <laughs> you right. know somebody on one of those uh famous shows said uh they were talking about an affair and they're having this discussion with their husband and they're calling the affair an entanglement and he looks at her like an entanglement <laughs> no that was not an entanglement you cheated. That was an affair, you know? Wow. Well, it's just my hobby. I'm just really passionate about that. No, that's your sacred cow. That's an idol. Yeah. You know, but see all these things that we say go down smooth, but truth, when it's spoken like truth, it has a jolting effect on us. And that's why when you go to the doctor and he says, you're, you're obese. If you don't lose 20 pounds, you're going to have high blood pressure, diabetes, your life's going to get cut short. If you don't quit drinking, you're going to pickle your liver. Mm. You know, you don't go to AA and they say, well, you just, you're, you're, you're fun at the party. (laughs) All the old people who were drunks know that it took a jolt of the truth to get them a shock of reality to provoke change. And that's one reason why we don't like truth spoken as truth, because we don't want to be provoked to change. We want it to, we want those slider foods that go down smooth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know this is, this is like in our faces, isn't it? Because there really is, there's a real spiritual battle for truth right now. Mm -hmm. And I was actually, Lisa and I were just having this conversation yesterday about, ah, it's it's so difficult because there there are there are voices that I respect highly like I value them but everybody is coming from a different angle and calling it truth. Yeah. And so we have to know the voice of truth above all 
other yeah. versions of yeah. truth right now. And sometimes that's easier said than done. I'll be the first to admit it. Oh, and, yeah. And what I'm talking about is, is we're not talking about the difference between, you know, something that's demonic and something that's holy. I'm talking about varying degrees of holiness, if you will. And mm-hmm. um, and it's it, it can become very, um, oh, gosh, what's the word that I, I want to say here? Um confusing it can become a little bit confusing when you're trying Mm -hmm. to juggle varying degrees of truth Mm -hmm. and and that's why you know above all we have to know the voice of jesus we have to fall under the lordship of jesus christ and not Mm -hmm. just man respect man right like let's have honor for one another but we have Mm -hmm. to fall under the the lordship of jesus yeah because if if we're honoring jesus who is the spirit of truth we have to honor him first wow and you know i have compassion for people who have a platform because what what is it safe to say anymore and you're right it is confusing what is it safe to say you know you'll get kicked off of a platform for just speaking truth you don't even have to say your opinion on it this you know we can just say no you're not a dog you're a human being whoop that got you (laughs) you know right and that's another thing um the lord was sharing with me like not only are we a, a nation and a society and a people and a culture that's offended by truth we love victimization yes and so if I speak truth to you, you can't be a victim anymore, you know, and we're, we're victims because of our race, our culture, our religion, our size, the way we look, you know, we're a victim because of how we grew up. Uh, you know, I was disciplined too much. I was overindulged. I wasn't disciplined enough. You know, I was born in the wrong body. I was born in the wrong country. I was born in the wrong era, you know, um, and come on, if, if you're if you're less than six years six months old, tell me somebody that life's been fair to, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, because I'm not making light of all these things. Because some of these things I've named, I've been a victim of. Sure, you know, but there's a, a a difference in being affected by it and letting it become your identity and your label right. and your reason for not moving forward. Mm-hmm. but yeah on, on top of uh lies uh and, and think about it you know satan he's the father of lies he's the, the father of every lie every embellishment every distortion because that's what lies do right mm-hmm. they distort things you know if, if if i think that i'm a cat and, and I'm not exaggerating. I saw something years ago where this man was transforming himself to some kind of leopard or bobcat. Yeah. And, and it was, it just made him like a freaky distortion. That's what lies do for you. Mm-hmm. Lies don't set you straight. Lies are a distortion, you know? Um, and, and we need Jesus. We need the spirit of truth. You know, think about the woman at the well, you know, uh, that led into a jubilant soul for her. Mm. But I think about if I had been in Jesus's place, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how honest I could have been with her and said, 
those men aren't your husband. <laughs> You're deceived lady, you know, but look how that truth set her free. Exactly. You know, he pretty much just called her out and said, this is what you are. And you, this man's not your husband. You've had, that sounds rude when you, to our natural ears, mm -hmm. you know, to just, how many people would go around a divorced person or somebody married multiple times and you just leave that topic alone. <laughs> you know, you don't touch it with a 10 foot. And I'm not saying we should go around doing that, but right. I'm just pointing out how, wow, you know, sometimes we, we uh, underestimate the value of just telling people the truth, yeah. not in condemnation, not in shame, but, but to set them free. You know? well, and I think that we have to be willing to wield the sword of truth. Yeah. And it's heavy, right? And it's yeah. sharp and it's dangerous. Yeah. And, and so we need to rightly regard the, the sword of truth if we're going to pick it up and carry it. And, and I think that, you know, even as people who have it, even the smallest of platforms, we have an mm. obligation yes. to represent truth. And yeah. I, I'm coming from a standpoint of, of understanding how difficult that can be to actually say the things that God wants you to say, because sometimes mm. our, our, um, our emotions sway us into diminishing what it is that he's trying or softening what yeah. he's trying to say. And, um, yeah. and, and we need to say it the way that he's saying it. He doesn't need our help. You know, one time, this wasn't long ago, God was like, I love the sound of my own voice. Say it the way I said it, you know? And I'm like, God, I don't think you're supposed to say things like that. <laughs> you know, it sounded so arrogant. I love the sound of my own voice, but I yeah. knew what he was talking about. Like he loves his prophets he loves yeah. the sound of his own voice, but yeah. only when it is said the way that he said it in the first place. Right. And I understand that there we have filters and there, I mean, there's all kinds of things that, that go on in the exchange from his voice to me, from me to you. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. that there are, there are ways that we can kind of add in some mixture there and, and sometimes accidentally. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let us off the hook there and yeah. just because we don't know better. But when we do, we have an obligation to submit mm -hmm. to the word of the Lord and say the things. Yes, Rolinda, say, say the offensive things mm -hmm. and um, because that's that's what the call is. If we're going to mm -hmm. stand for truth, it's going to require us to have guts mm -hmm. to to wield that sharp, heavy sword mm -hmm. in the fashion that he says to. Yeah, that's an excellent point saying it the way he says it, because truth does have a presentation, doesn't it? Yes. And, and not only just the words of truth, how God leads you to say the truth, you know, mm -hmm. it may not always be sharp, but sometimes it might have a little bit of admonishment in it, might have a little direction in it. it you know, think about your own personal walk when God confronts us with truth. Sometimes he says, daughter, now, and other times he says, no. <laughs> you know, like right. you do with your child, you know, it depends on the severity of it. You know, don't, no, don't break the head off of your doll, you know, but mm -hmm. you don't use that same tone when don't touch that fire. It's hot. Right. <laughs> you know, so truth does have a presentation. And so it has a tone for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that, you know, we have to, and this is, this is kind of a, a running theme right now for me is 
um, you know, God asking me to just be a banner in his hands or a flag in his hands mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and allow him to wave me any all way he wants to. And, and, and to see that, to allow myself to, to see the way that he wants to, to, to move me, to wave me and, and to utilize me as a banner in his hand and, mm-hmm. um, and to not not to to diminish that in any way, not to put it under you know a basket in any way. No matter what I feel, people will think you know this is all part of losing our reputation, laying yeah. our lives down to become something of worth in the Lord's hands, and 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 we have to administer this well. It's our job as those yeah. who call ourselves his, as yeah. children, as heirs, as ambassadors. We, this is it. This is the duty is to lay ourselves down mm-hmm. in his hands and let him wave us any old way he wants to. Good morning, mm-hmm. Ella. Yeah, because aren't we, we're defenders of the spirit of truth, who is yeah. Jesus, you know? And um, I don't think I've done a good job you know, of being a defender of truth. Mm. You know, I've been a defender of this quote thing. They say my truth, what I believe, but am I as passionate about, because scripture says, let God be true and every man a liar. So there are no varying degrees of truth. Right. Truth is a person. And I think we forget that sometimes that truth is a person and the person of Christ says, you are either for me or against me. He reminds us that our carnal minds are an enemy of him. Mm-hmm. It says the carnal mind is at enmity against God. It's not subject to the laws of God. It can't be subject uh, to the laws of God. So, you know, we have to even be uh, aware that our carnal thoughts are enemies to the mind of Christ. He says, you know, my thoughts are so above your thoughts. My ways are so above your ways. And so we really have to dig our heels in to being in alignment with the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, because he said, I'm the teacher, right? And you don't need a man to teach you. It doesn't mean that we don't need the voice of God through preachers, but he's saying a carnal man, carnal thoughts, you know, the natural mind can't comprehend the things of God. So, um, and and I want to read this one real quick if I can find it, because you don't hear this much anymore, but it is uh, a jolt of truth. See, it's in Revelation. Okay, here it is. It's Revelation 21.8. Um, it says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and adulterers and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I mean, that's pretty serious that lies are in with all these things that we deem so bad. You know, yeah, but he said, you know, hold fast to your profession of faith, mm-hmm. you know, don't let anything erode at your foundation of truth. You have mm-hmm. to hold fast to it. 
Yeah. So what what I hear you saying, Pepper, is that there there are really only two things. We have truth and we have lies and mm-hmm. and not the varying degrees of, of truth. And, mm-hmm. and and who's the father of lies? You know, I think mm-hmm. that we, we've got to become more bold in our thought processes when mm-hmm. we're considering these things that that where where has this um, been conceived? Was it in the, the heart of the father and the mind of Christ yeah. or, or was this conceived in, um, in the father of lies? Yeah, and, yeah. um, and so let's start there. Let's be that bold. Let's, let's have like a, a, an inward truth moment where we really begin to closely examine, okay, where, where is this information coming from? And because if we're told to take every thought captive, not just the bothersome ones, mm-hmm. every thought every captive thought. unto the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Like bring every thought into submission, run it through the mind of Christ first. <laughs> and if yeah. it can stand through that, there you it, go. That's right. Otherwise it's got to go. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I've often had these moments of um, you know, wondering what things can stay, what things need to go and, and asking myself, can that exist? Can that thought, can that idea, can whatever, you know, can that exist within Christ himself? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then there's not room for it in me. It's yeah. got to go. Yeah. It, it cannot exist. We have Plenty of altar space left, people. There's plenty <laughs> of, of room at the altar because we still have plenty to crucify. There is still a lot that needs to die within us if we're yeah. actually going to become a weapon that is useful in the hands of the Lord. And, and if we want that jubilant soul, we have to get rid of the intoxicants that are, you know, we know God is all powerful. Yeah. But truth also, or lies also have a power to them that are very intoxicating. You know, lies can be so deceptive, you know, and you were saying something, I think, it, I don't remember when and where, but you were talking about some kind of phantom thing. Mm. But when you said that, it made me think how powerful the mind is because they have people that have phantom pain and phantom limbs you know, they've had their limb amputated and it's been a part of them so long that they still feel it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's the power of lies. And that, that can convince you that something is that real, you mm-hmm. know, and, and there's a scripture that talks about um, the Lord letting people go into strong delusion because they refuse the truth. You know, Romans talks about all of the immoral acts and how they replace truth for a lie. And because they refuse to believe the truth, he let them go into all these unnatural affections, you know, but if you believe a lie, you'll be damned because Mm -hmm. all liars have their part in the second death. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, that's something that that God has been talking to us about is is breaking the back of tolerance. Like there are so many things that we just tolerate and eventually they become a version of truth to us because Mm -hmm. we've tolerated them. We've Mm -hmm. allowed them to stick around. Deception is definitely one of them where, you know, we've just we've just been like, okay, well, I guess I'll just endure. I'll just endure. I'll just endure. And we, we look at that and think that there is is a 
um, a, a portion of holiness on that because we're just enduring. And, mm. and, and that in and of itself is deception yeah. where we're just enduring this moment yeah. when yeah. actually, you know, if we go back to the origin of this thing, entering into our life's scenario, there was a, there was a prick of knowledge of truth that, that hit us also. And that mm-hmm. we actually had an invitation to stand against that thing mm-hmm. and refuse to probably because we were too busy coddling a person's emotions. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's, it, it, it does, you know, it goes back to, it takes guts to, to stand for truth. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've told the story about, about the pie from years back where, you know, there, there was a pie, a homemade pie brought to a picnic and, and it was left because nobody wanted it because it was covered in flies. And I threw the pie away. Well, when I was asked, you know, Hey, how was the pie? I was like, Oh, you know what? It was covered in flies. So it actually just got tossed. And, um, that was my, that was my first interaction. I, I, I was born black and white. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't really have this ability to, to know that you had to actually coddle people and, and, and that, that there was this gray area where, you know, you had to be mindful of people's feelings. And at this time that was not, that was not a function. And I'm not saying not to do that. You should like, let's not intentionally hurt each other, but right. this, this was, it's a silly scenario, but listen, I, I got called out and yeah. and told that you know you hurt her feelings and 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 you know now looking back on that and it did not make me happy at all to be honest about it and um yeah. but like that this is a very very silly scenario that I'm presenting but this is what we've done with one another we're so busy yeah. busy coddling one another and mm-hmm. being like they're there that that nobody's grown up we are still immature yeah. children of God still wanting. Yeah our bottles because we've been taught truth is unkind and it's deceptive and it's well, I mean, and like in the book of Romans, look what all it led to because they believed one lie. It led to idolatry and all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah. The whole, hold the truth in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, I don't even know how to unpack all that, but I, I'd like to read some more of uh, yes. Isaiah. I don't know where it'll go, but it's it's just good. Yeah. Um, I think we were about... Verse 12. Uh, 12, okay. And they were saying, you know, quit, quit telling us this rough stuff, you know, give us a spoonful of sugar yes. to help the medicine go down. <laughs> All right, Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the reply of the Holy One of Israel. Because you despise what I tell you, and trust instead in oppression and lies, calamity will come upon you suddenly, like a bulging wall that bursts and falls. In an instant, it will collapse and come crashing down. You will be smashed like a piece of pottery, shattered so completely that there won't be a piece big enough to carry coals from a fireplace or a little water from the well. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, the Holy One of Israel says, only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved in quietness and in confidence is your is your strength. But you would have none of it. You said, no, we will get our help from Egypt. They will give us swift horses for riding into battle. But the only swiftness you are going to see is the swiftness of 
of your enemies chasing you. One of them will chase a thousand of you. Five of them will make all of you flee. You will be left like a lonely flagpole on a hill or a tattered banner on a distant mountain. That's what, that's what lies will do for us, you know, but it, it gets better. It gets better. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him. He's to, to give up the delusion, to give up the lie. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. Though the Lord gave you adversity for food, (laughs) didn't go down smooth, and suffering for drink, he will still be with you to teach you, the teacher, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. You will see your teacher with your own eyes, Mm. not the eyes of deception. Your own ears will hear him. Uh, Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Then you will destroy all your silver idols and all your precious gold images, and you will throw them out like filthy rags, saying, Good riddance. Then the Lord will bless you with rain at planting time. There will be wonderful harvest of plenty of pasture land for your livestock. The oxen and donkeys that till the ground will eat good grain, its chaff blown away by the wind. In that day, When your enemies are slaughtered and the towers fall, there will be streams of water flowing down every mountain and hill. The moon will be as bright as the sun and the sun will be seven times brighter like the light of seven days in one. So it will be when the Lord begins to heal his people and cure the wounds he's given them. Look. The Lord is coming from afar, burning with anger, surrounded by thick, rising smoke. His lips are filled with fury. His words consume like fire. His hot breath pours out like a flood up to the neck of his enemies. He will sift out the proud nations for destruction. He will bridle them and lead them away to ruin. But the people of God will sing a song of joy like the songs at the holy festivals. You will be filled with joy and when a, as when a flutist leads a group of pilgrims to Jerusalem, the mountain of the Lord, the rock of Israel. And that's so good. There's nowhere to stop. So I just have to stop. But the contrast is so different than where it is when they're saying, don't prophesy, prophesy smooth, kind things to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we've talked about that, uh, the, the difference between the way that, that we prophesy here in, in America mm-hmm. compared to a nation, <laughs> other nations where, you know, they, yeah. they're not playing around, you yeah. know? They, they strike hard and fast. And it's and jolting. <laughs> it is jolting. I mean, it's like, it, it. I feel like it turns my soul inside out. <laughs> um, or, or right side up, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, but here, 
you know, we, we've been taught that, you know, prophecy is pulling the gold and it is, I, I'm not, I'm not going to diminish that. It is that we, we are, we have the ability to call things that aren't as though they are. And, but that does not mean that we can skip or bypass truth in a, a situation. We, we need to be our brother's keeper. Right. I mean, that, that's that's what scripture tells us, that we are our brother's keeper when, when that it becomes. Am I my brother? Yes. And what does that mean? What does that entail? That means that you stand for truth over one another. It's a protective measure. Could we stop looking at it as if it's going to damage or it's abusive? Amen. And, and I, I think that in, in our, our Western culture, that that we we have we've yelled abuse so often that we don't even know the difference between truth and abuse, honestly, mm-hmm. where, you know, we're our feelings are hurt. So suddenly that's an abusive leader. I, I don't know about that. You know, I, I I'm really questioning a lot of things right now. And God is really, he's taking me back through some different scenarios where I have felt uh, abused or I have felt mistreated. I probably have never gone as far as saying that I've been abused, but, um, don't disempower yourself like that. Okay. (laughs) Like you are not a weakling. Um, and I'm not saying that there aren't issues of abuse Mm -hmm. within the church, but, but Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is that we can't label everything abuse just because Mm -hmm. truth didn't go down the way you wanted it to. It's not victimization. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. It's time for the church to stand strong. You know, Mm -hmm. we have got to stand strong because right now we're falling for everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. I, I I look at what is happening today in in our American churches and and am appalled. I'm I'm absolutely appalled. And I'm not saying that we do everything right. I'm just like, mm-hmm. how did we get here? And yeah. I've been saying this for years. Like, what's the difference between what's happening now and what Jesus was up against as the church? You know, the religious mm-hmm. elite of his time. Yeah. We're, we we have fallen into pharisaical belief systems and and we need to we need deliverance mm. we need to be delivered from that mindset mm. of you know i i'm going to instruct everybody else to live this this strict the strict life and and have nothing going on on the inside it's all about appearance and mm. we need to that needs to anger us it needs to make us mad because yeah. it it's delusion it, we are yeah. we are one another a huge glass of delusion on a regular basis mm-hmm. and, and what's called for is is truth yeah and without any mixture it doesn't need anything else on it just yes amen mm-hmm. and, and you know truth has it's now become the most offensive weapon in our society that's where we've arrived as a society it's the most offensive weapon people would feel better if you physically pulled out a gun than to tell them the truth about anything on any level let me have my truth i dare you i mean people people will just threaten you if you Mm -hmm. if you speak truth and that's not a personal issue that's an assault against jesus the spirit of truth that's good. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, you've got to look at it. I love the Isaiah 30. So thank you for bringing that. But just even what he's saying there, starting in verse 12, um, therefore the Holy One of Israel says, because you have rejected this message, because you've rejected truth and mm-hmm. have trusted it in oppression and deceit. Oh, that should really do something to us and have depended on them. This iniquity of yours will be like a crumbling gap, a bulge in a high wall. Do do we even understand what he's Mm. saying there? Like our defenses are down. Like we're an easy target. We're an easy target when we buy into deception and lies of all Mm. kinds. When we do not stand for truth, when we do not allow his words to become us, Mm -hmm. we are defenseless. We're just, we're an easy target, a sitting duck. And and then the 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 juxtaposition of this to compared to when he's when he's saying you know what his voice is like his breath is like an overflowing torrent that rises to the neck he comes to sift the nations in a sieve of destruction and to put the a bridle on the jaws of the people to lead them astray I mean like this is his voice this is what the power of his voice can do Oof. and and so I think that we need. To to understand the power of truth when vocalized, wow. wow. we create things. But when we allow deception in and there's any little bit of mixture, then there's a bulge in our high wall and we wow. are we are defenseless. Wow. That's good, Angie. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think honestly, that that we need retraining in the area of the prophetic to to really like be willing and able to call one another out. No, hold on a second. Like I felt a tinge of mixture in that word. Like let's go back and let's hear again and let's take two, right? Like let's say it the way he said it to where, you know, the, the word is actually capable of bringing nations to its knees because mm-hmm. that's what he's called for. He's called mm-hmm. every nation, every tribe, every tongue to fall on their knees and confess the Lordship of Jesus All Christ. Right. Yeah. And that's what the power of prophecy can do yeah. when it's under the tutelage of truth. Yeah. I, I love, um, I don't know if you've read Emma Stark's book, The Prophetic Warrior. But <laughs> if, if you take nothing away from that book, that phrase, it just haunts me about prophecy. How she says prophecy is about how free can I get you? Yeah. How free can I get you? Yeah. She says about deliverance too. Yeah. Yeah. How free can I get you? Yes. No. And I love I just love that. Yeah. And and, and I think that even on the receiving end, we need to be retrained. Like when we're receiving the prophetic or receiving a move of the Lord, like our receivers are so off. Mm -hmm. So off. Mm -hmm. We're so fragile. And so easily offended that we put up walls immediately or we're mm-hmm. like, you know, I can't hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. if it's not what we want to hear. And we don't, I, I noticed uh, with a lot of people, they don't even judge prophecy anymore, you know, because um, I don't, and it's, you know, it, it's come over time and maturity but I don't just receive a prophetic word. And if it doesn't sound like it's right, I say, oh, that's not right. They missed it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
because there's too many times when there's an element in there that you don't see. But people are so quick to say, oh, that wasn't right. They missed it. They missed it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had prophecies that there's things about them I didn't understand, but I trusted the voice. Right. And it's like years later, it's like, oh, that's what that meant. That's why that sounded so weird, you know, or, you know, and and realizing that we see in part and know in part that prophetic voice may just be a part that God's going to hook another piece of the puzzle with another prophetic voice. And, And they'll start to come together like this. But we take that one part. If, if, if it's what we want to hear, we run with it. And if the part's not what we want to hear, we just reject it all. But we don't do our due diligence when scripture said to test the spirits and to judge it. And like you said, we're terrible receivers of prophecy. We don't steward the word. We don't partner with the word. We expect it to be fate. We just take collect our prophecy and sit down. Yeah. And, and say, okay, I got it. It, it. You know, they they said uh, that I'm going to be a teacher and we don't even crack a book or try to, you know, get our teaching degree or whatever. You know, it's like, and then 10 years later when it doesn't happen, well, they were just a false prophet anyway. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and we need to be better receivers and, and, and Stuart, because, you know, it, it's become the prophetic voice in the Western world anyway, here in America, to some degree has become so much commonality mm-hmm. that it's diminished the value of the true prophetic voice as Angie, when you prophesy, I'm not saying that you're perfect and get everything right, but I'm not hearing Angie. You know, I when I'm in receiving mode, when you're saying something, I'm hearing in my mind, I'm hearing the voice of God. You know, now our spirits can tell us if something's different or but but if we don't even value the prophetic voice as the voice of God. Right. It's become too common. You know, you can just turn on YouTube and get whatever prophecy you want. Yeah. Yep. If that one doesn't fit your situation, then you go find one that says what you want it to say. Tell yeah. me something smooth. Tell me something smooth. Oh, Jesus. You know, I, I feel inclined to just lead us in, in a, just a prayer of repentance and, and a return, a, a prayer of return to, to where we will just we'll come back to the, the very heart of the matter where we regard the, the holiness and we have reverence for Jesus and what he's done on our behalf. So father, right now we just, we, we see it. We see it. It's clear as day, the difference between truth and lies. And God, right now we are just bringing ourselves, just go ahead and and watch yourself. Just Usher yourself into his holiness right now and bring yourself under his lordship. Just see it. You've got to see it. You've got to see yourself being brought under his lordship right now. We confess that we have fallen for deception and we are, we are turning away from that. 
We're turning away from the, the desire to, to consume things that go down smooth. And in God right now, we're saying, pierce us through. Truth, we're asking that you would pierce us through. We recognize that there is still so much in us that needs to be laid down. That we would truly become banners that you can wave freely. God, we're sorry. We're sorry. And we're asking right now that you would just layer us with boldness to say what you say and to do it the way that you're doing it. That we would become untainted voices, pure vessels for your words to flow through. God, we thank you for the invitation to be able to partner with your words. Oh, you are looking for those who can be a clarion call. Those who will say the things with such presence. That will create atmospheres of holiness. That will allow the fear of the Lord to just infiltrate any room. Any room across the nation. Any room across the nations. Holy Spirit, we trust you. We trust that truth's voice will bring about holy outcomes. We trust you. Just tell them, truth, I trust you. I trust you, truth. I'm just, I'm seeing this picture of, um, you know, when um, royal families would knight someone. And that's what I'm seeing is like the Lord is looking for people that he can knight, that he can send out under the banner of his name. Mm. Who can he knight? Who so will much. take a knee? Who will say like Joshua's men, you know, if any of us do not follow through on all that you are saying, let him die. Who will be the knights that the Lord can send out? Knights of truth. God, arm, arm us. Put your armor on us. Knight us, God. Oh. Hmm. Jesus. Oh. Amen. Phew. Amen. Jesus. Okay. Take these moments seriously. Allow yourself to just sit in these moments and, and, and really like just allow his truth to penetrate every area of your life. I mean, right now for, for us, it, it's about the soul, like he's cleansing the soul. And so uh, if you're with us, allow him access to your soul to go in and, and, and sweep out the areas of deception. This is one thing that he told us is that 
he's packing up the boxes that have mixture and deception included in them and he's returning them to sender. So just allow him to box that stuff up, allow him to just quickly sweep the things away in your soul and to box it up and return it to sender so that you can be someone that he can trust with his word. Be blessed friends. And we'll talk soon. Love you all. Bye-bye.